Hobbs, Miller, and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon on a Tuesday. Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon and Ken Miller for the next two hours talking sports with you, and we appreciate you giving us uh, some of your time here this morning. The BMW uh, of Des Moines guest list shapes up like this. We'll speak with Bill Bender, who covers college football, uh, college sports, uh, for the Sporting News. Want to get his reaction to the piece that came out uh, from uh, Yahoo, I believe it was over the weekend, that wrote the piece on uh, on what this means. We know the alliance is back in place, although the ACC is not part of it. I'm not sure they ever were after all the big 10 and the sec are aligning to take a look at um, college sports from soup to nuts essentially uh so we'll pick bill brenda's bill bender's brain on where this potentially could be going i uh, look forward to getting into that with bill at eleven thirty. shelby mast is here we'll do the brackets with shelby uh we'll get the latest from shelby a week has gone by since we spoke with him last we do it every tuesday uh at 1205 want to go a different direction here matt rudy who's going to join us yeah we'll do a couple of questions on golf but in his 10 minutes or so uh, availability with us, he took his daughter to the game at Maryland over the weekend. And this was something that I believe uh, she, she wanted. I mean, they, they live in Connecticut, right? <laughs> right? They're not in Coralville. Um, and so they, they got, dad got tickets and took his little girl to the game and wanted to get it, uh, kind of through her eyes, uh, from Matt Rudy, but also the Phoenix Open, et cetera, live golf out there. So a few minutes on both of those topics with Matt Rudy to kick off hour number two. Then we'll do Trent's picks and then Matt Orlander from CBSSports.com, uh, will join us and we'll go around college basketball for them from a national perspective, uh, with Norlander coming up here at uh, 20 minutes before one o'clock. Clock. So that's the way the guest list shapes up today. Brought to you by BMW of Des Moines. Pretty entertaining Big 12 game on the, on the mm-hmm. tube last night. A little bonus uh, action last night as the game goes to overtime. Apparently it didn't end there. And I, I'm looking forward to uh, the other portion of the story becoming public. Because I guess in the tunnels after the game, the K-State assistant coaches, at least one of them, uh, lipping off. <laughs> I don't know what he was doing. I don't know if it's the same assistant coach that stirred it up uh, in Ames at Hilton after that game. But, you know, as I said yesterday, I was a Tang guy. Yeah. <laughs> he's starting to make it hard to like this guy. He really is. I don't know. There's just, um, like, I think he's a good coach. He's 11-0 in games that go into extra time. Uh, that's that's pretty remarkable record in and of itself, but I don't think he's as likable, and he's not that kind of guy you want to you know cheer for. Um, I don't cheer for teams, but right. you know yeah. he's make it easy to root for. Uh, doesn't some of the luster is off, but the luster off the Jayhawks was this just because you picked K State? I'll give you I credit. Did. I thought you were going the wrong way because I think Kansas wins the game nine out of ten times, but the game was played last night, mm-hmm. and the Jayhawks had just taken care of Houston in an emotional Saturday game. Quick turnaround Monday night that played into your handicapping. I'm guessing yes, um, and K State got them. They did. Ah, uh, boy, Tyler Perry. He was outstanding, wasn't he? He really is. And, and um, I think it was Billis who said it just as the, just as he was about to make three. 
that Tyler Perry is a much better second half player. Mm-hmm. Boom, swoosh. Yes, yes. And off he went. That was really fun to see. It was an entertaining game. It was back and forth. Every time it felt like, he, all right, Kansas is going to yeah. gain control. Yeah. Here, King K State. Uh, that he, was a double digit lead at one point. It was, yeah. Perry's a guy, he's got such a pretty shot. Yeah. It's, you know how lefties are always yeah. just prettier when they do things mm-hmm. and it just looks better. It's just a beautiful looking stroke. And North Texas kid, give credit to Tang, finding these guys, finding these diminutive guys. Oh, they're not big enough to play in the Big 12. And yeah. he absolutely That's can. for sure. And that environment, keeping the fans off the floor, pushing mm-hmm. them back there. You're right. I, I know that the fan base for Iowa State is completely out. There's nothing that Jerome Tang can do now yeah. that's going to get them back no. in. Nope. And there's a lot of people that have that. But he's a dang good coach. I mean, he the is, rebuilding job that he had mm-hmm. this season, he's had suspensions, he's had injuries. There's been a lot there. Yeah, guys kicked off the team. Yes, after four straight losses to beat Kansas, even yep. in your own building, right. that says a lot there. And just the game-in and game-out nature of this league – it's incredible. It is. It, there's, you know, there was that narrative that was out there last week from uh, Rob Doster's site from Field of 68, mm-hmm. talking about how they tricked the system. Now, they're a couple years late. We've been talking about that here for years on Miller and Condon and teams. What you do with the net rankings, mm-hmm. you play crappy teams, and you beat the crap out of them. Yep. And I was done that for years. Mm-hmm. Iowa State did it this year. We hope it changes, but for now, that's the system and in if place. And if they're going to allow the system doing to be it. gamed. As much as it's a pain in the ass yep. in November and December. You know, it's it's the reality. That's uh-huh. what you do. And yeah. we're seeing that happen across now. More and more teams are figuring it out. Regardless of that, if your takeaway, though, because the non-conference wins for the Big 12 just isn't very good. Yeah, please. You look at the resume, and it's it's true. That part of it is true. But then fast forward to January. If your takeaway, though, is that makes the Big 12 not the best league in America, you're dumb. It, was that the – I saw there was somebody that, uh, last week that took yeah. a shot at the Big 12. Was it, was that... the bald, it was the bald guy that played at Kentucky. Um, I can't think of his name. But, yeah, he was, he was the one know. that had that theory on field of 68. And it's just wrong. Mm-hmm. You can make arguments that hey, the SEC is better than you think, or whatever league. Is it Pate? No. Um I don't think so. Okay, anyways. he. Uh, but regardless of that, it, yeah. it's if your takeaway, though, is just that, that the Big 12 is bad because they don't have yeah. a bunch of depth in their non-conference victories, they're not watching basketball. Because when you watch Big 12 basketball, the only takeaway is, not only is it the best league, it is the best league by far in college basketball. I find it hard to believe, if you watch 10 Big 12 games a, a week, that eight of them wouldn't have you on the edge of your seat. Yes, I mean that's the way, that's the way this conference is. They're usually very close until you know maybe at that maybe at the end of it. But last night was a perfect. I mean that the early game, the six o'clock ACC game. Ugh. My God, Miami finished with what thirty six, thirty eight points. All time low point just ridiculous. total. Ridiculous. I'm okay. glad I didn't watch it. I watch hockey and I'm and um, that's better. It would had to have been had to have been better than that. But this Big Twelve game last night, whoo baby. Uh, we got a pretty big one tonight. Uh, Longhorn Network 677 if you're a DirecTV subscriber. I'm not sure where else it is, but that's where it is on DirecTV. It's Texas and it's Iowa State. You know, do you remember the um, the backlash, I guess, from Cyclone fans? And I get it. Tyrese Hunter left them at the altar. Mm-hmm. And this was kind of new at that time. The whole NIL and other buying players. And now it's, I mean, everybody's doing it. Right. Do you think that, I'm not saying Texas has buyer's remorse. I don't think that Tyrese Hunter developed into the player that a lot of people thought he was going to be. I mean, Cyclone fans, I think, 
Well, this guy's irreplaceable. This set us back three years. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. this, I don't know how. I don't know what we're going to do. Poor TJ. Blah blah blah. Well, you're fine. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're absolutely fine. But in your mind, when you watch Texas, is Hunter the guy that took giant steps after his freshman year? Because I don't see it. He's still a good player. Don't get me wrong. He's a good player, but right. just that. Yeah, he's a good player. And I thought he was going to develop into a great an elite player. player. I am, I'm with you. And that has not happened. I mean, even on his own team, is he the fourth best player? Um, Amos? Oh, for sure. DeSue. DeSue. He, I like DeSue when he's on the floor. Dylan Mitchell. He's, by the way, what's what's his um, DeSue? When, oh, he's back. Good, 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 good. He's, he's back and he's filling it up. Yeah, not he w- good. He was really good in the TCU game. And, and, and in the uh, um, uh, the BYU game. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's when he was coming back. I I don't think it is a two Iowa guys talking about this. No. That Hunter's the fourth best player on their team. I, I think it's fair. And if you would have said that when he departed? No. Almost two years ago now? Right, right. You said you're you're drunk. Mm-hmm. We're not. Ken doesn't start till 830. <laughs> right. And that's the reality. He's still a fine yeah. college point guard. But didn't develop. I thought. I thought he was going to be. You know, certainly all conference. Yeah. Um, who knows where he's going to be? He's shooting a little bit better this year. Thirty-five mm-hmm. percent from downtown. Um, free throw, sixty-seven percent. Yuck. That's well, he fit right in at Iowa State. <laughs> he would. But assist rate is good. Very solid. It's been even better in conference play. He's fine. I like that Iowa State stayed in the state of Texas because mm-hmm. normally uh, they would come home. Yes. You know, they'd play on Saturday, get on late Saturday night, spend one night in your bed, and boom, you're right back on the plane. Why? Right. I, mean, I get that but they're student they're athletes. Schools. Right. Yeah. I get they're student athletes. But, um, and especially in today's environment where you can right. do so many things online. Mm-hmm. You can get your assignment. You mm-hmm. can get whatever your coursework mm-hmm. is. You can do all those things. It is so much easier now to do that. You know, yeah. COVID was. Really awful. Yeah, killed a lot of people, but it did give us some things that you know we've we've kind of advanced, uh, have changed like Zoom. Yes, being a perfect example of it. Mm-hmm. Right, we learned that a lot of people learned that you know what I can work at home. I don't need to go to the office. Right, which is bad if you have um, commercial real estate. <laughs> right, because there's a whole bunch of vacancy. No, I mean, I saw a story, a Reddit story over the week. Oh, that maybe was last week. Um, the vacancy in New York. Oh, really? The office space that's available. Those big buildings are half empty. Not a big surprise. You don't have to go anymore. Yeah. Anyways, back to sports. Um, big spot for Iowa State tonight. Don't want to, uh, because TCU, oh, like, there's never a night off. There's never a night off. And TCU's going to come to Ames on Saturday, 1 o'clock, with a little burr under their bonnet because they got picked off. Um, or a, a, a huge comeback fell a little short, so that's not going to be easy. Get Texas tonight. Texas is a nice team, but they're a beatable team. They're a beatable team. They've lost at home to Central Florida, Texas has. Um, what else? Who have they, uh, they? Well, Houston beats a lot of teams yeah. at, at home. Double overtime. Lost to Texas Tech at home. They lost to West Virginia. Uh, was that game at home or on the road? That was on the road, but still. Still, yeah. Yeah. Lose to West Virginia. Yep. Mm. That's, so this is a winnable. What, what is the number tonight? It's got to be and tight. Half. Texas, Texas, two and, two and a half. half. Yeah. yeah, seems about right. Mm-hmm. I think so. Another component of them staying on the road that I I really like, and we normally get these stories after the season, but just the the team building aspect. Yeah, coming on the heels of that loss, and that's tough to swallow. You hit a shot at the horn. It was craziness all over. You have a huge run, a 20 nothing run to get back in the as game. As well as Gilbert plays and then the turnover at yeah. the end of it. 
and just having that time yeah. together. You're separate. You're down in Texas. Probably got some decent weather. Hanging out in Austin for a day. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad thing either. Just that that team building aspect. I don't know if we'll get anything out of it, even coming off the game if they do pull off the upset and and some talk about it. Regardless, but this is something that if this team does make a run or maybe they get hot right now, and you get a win here, the schedule sets up in a way where there can be a mini run. TCU at home. You okay, beat not, them on the road. Right. Not 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 easy, but certainly you'll be favored. Yeah. Cincinnati, toss up okay. game, road yep. game, but a toss up. Yep. And then Texas Tech back at home. They're favored by ten. Uh, seven, excuse me, in that game, according to Ken Palm. They're a Jekyll and Hyde squad. They are. I mean, that's four straight games, uh-huh. and all of a sudden we're back having that conversation again about this team in contention for a regular season crown. So when does the um not that it means a ton, but when when does the um and it's not the whole selection committee. Remember that some point in February they come out with their top sixteen right, seeds. Yeah, are we get? We must be getting close to that. Well, it's normally yeah. I think at this time is it's. I think even been in the year the week previous, like mm-hmm. in the bye week before the Super Bowl that they did it. But remember the schedule is all pack, pushed back this year, and everything is back kind of a week than what we're used to the way the calendar falls this year. Are we getting it though? I don't know. Where's Shelby got Iowa State by the way. He was down a little bit. Oh, wow. Weekend. You know where he's got them? Where? So they were a seven seed, I think, last Were they seven or six? Six. six. Yeah. He's got them as a three. Boom it on. up to a three. Yeah. Well, again, it's not in a vacuum. It's not just about your team. Yep. It's about all the That's teams. That's true. That's very true. And there's been a lot of losses by a lot of teams here recently. Can we spend a couple of minutes on the Super Bowl? Yes. Because it's Tuesday and we haven't really discussed it yet. And I'm, I'm doing my damnedest. To, to make a case for the Niners. And I think I have. Okay. And I think I found the key to the game. And, and therefore, if my theory is right, I think I found the MVP of the game. I think the game falls on 23 shoulders. I think if Christian McCaffrey is able to run the football, because you look at Brock Purdy when he's gone up against really good secondaries. Mm-hmm. The last one was... Baltimore, mm-hmm. and yes, three of the interceptions were tip balls at right. the line of scrimmage. The one in the end zone was egregious. Um, if all of a sudden the safeties have to start cheating a little bit, mm-hmm. and that talented group of skill players that San Francisco has, and Ayuk, and Jennings, and Debo, and Kittle, and Blah, uh, you know what's the kid's name? Two names: Ray Ray uh, McLeod. Yeah. Um, excuse me. I get where you're going. Right? Yeah. If Christian McCaffrey can get untracked and run the football, I think Ken, I think Kansas City might be in trouble. On the season, 17th in the league rush defense for Kansas City. That's the way you get them. And that game plan by Baltimore. Is still befuddling. I, I, they didn't run the ball. They didn't even try to run the ball. What was it? Five runs out of the running backs. Uh, I think each of their their top two had five runs in the game. It was just they got down and they they got nervous mm-hmm. and they didn't have to, but mm-hmm. that's what it was. Yeah, Baltimore in that game. Gus Edwards three carries. Justice Hill three carries. Jeez. Two from Zay Flowers. That's it. Yeah, on the end rounds. And then eight out of Lamar. Huh. What a game plan. That was ridiculous. That's asinine. It is. It was. It that's, absolutely was. And that's why they're sitting at home. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
So if Christian McCaffrey, if they feed him the football and they open up the running lanes, because it's a pretty good offensive line now, it's going up against a good defense. It is. This is something that we're not used to with the Chiefs, right? That yeah, it's Mahomes, Mahomes, Mahomes. All of a sudden now he's got a supporting cast on the other. When he's sitting on the bench, he's got some dudes on the field that are trying to get him back on the field. Uh, some really good football players. Carl Aftis is way better than I thought he was as a pro. Yeah. I, I thought he made him a little bit undersized. Try nice hard guy. player, Purdue. Right. One of those, yeah, one of those Will guys. And of course, we know about Chris Jones, but Carl Aftis, I thought that that was a, not a wasted pick, but I thought maybe, um, you know, there, there were better players. Linebackers are good. Um, but if McCaffrey can do some damage in the run game, I think that makes it easier for me to, to at least give the Niners a chance. Cause Trent, he just can't be a past Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult, but you also look at game scripts and the way these games have gone in ever since the game against Vegas on Christmas. This has yeah, been yeah. a team that has changed things up. Uh, heard some numbers yesterday about what they have done, basically going away from the crappy receivers, and we're going a whole lot more two tight end sets. What do you, oh, I see what you're saying, yeah. No more. Other than Rice. Right. Because I think Rice is a good yes. player. Outside of Rasheed Rice. Yeah. And his, obviously, usage has gone up throughout the course of the season. Mm -hmm. Since that game against the Raiders, they said, we're not going to play these guys anymore. Uh Patrick Mahomes' numbers passing to all of those players is terrible. Hardman and Watson Mm -hmm. and uh, Tony, Ross. Yeah, yeah. All four of those guys, Mm -hmm. the passing numbers, it's a huge, it's a stark contrast Mm -hmm. when those guys are out there. So what do they do? Not going to play you. Mm -hmm. More Noah Gray. Yes. Travis Kelsey, what, he gets 11 balls against Baltimore. Mm -hmm. Blake Bell. Blake Bell. Get him out there a whole lot more. Do, do the Niners have the defense to... Here's another key. I mean, it's easier said than done, obviously. How do you limit Kelsey? What are, what are they going to do? Fred what are Warner gonna... all over the field? Maybe. That's, they don't do that with him, though. Mm-hmm. Greenlaw can run. Yes, he absolutely can. they got a couple of guys that can run with mm-hmm. him. And this is not Travis Kelsey of even a couple of years ago. But, boy, he's been good. He's been good. In 2024, I mean, the playoffs, he's been different. He's been Travis Kelsey again. Those to me, those to me, those are huge keys. You're right about Kelsey. I mean, you're right about the, uh, um, the Mahomes is going away from using his crappy receivers. You know that this isn't going to be the case next year, right? Right. If they, and I don't know what their salary cap is. I'm, I'm guessing it'll be good because... Um, Veach is a witch. We, you're right. And this is going to be addressed. So maybe this is, you better get them this year type of thing. Um, you know who else could have a big game when it comes to the Chiefs? Because I'm not sure. How, what's the Niners run defense? Where Niners are they ranked? Run because it seems like you can run the ball on San Francisco, and if that's the case, maybe Isaiah Pacheco's got a little MVP love to him. Third in the NFL, eighty nine point seven yards. They're better than game. I thought. What have they been lately? Because it seems like uh, uh, Green Bay ran the football. Mm-hmm. Detroit. Had- Detroit ran yes. the football. Yeah, those numbers in the playoffs certainly would not be as good. Fourteenth in the league against the pass this year. One number that I've looked at, and because of that game script and the way that the Chiefs have turn things around here over the last month plus, is Patrick Mahomes' passing numbers. What do you think his over-under in passing yards is? Because I was surprised by this. Uh, for, for, for how long? The entire year? No, for the game. For, for the Super Bowl. Prop. Oh. Over-under. Uh, 270. 260 and a half. And at first, I'm, I'm going to jump aboard on mm-hmm. that and hit the over, and then mm-hmm. the more I dug... 
I think I like the under on that one. That's one of the first props that I kind of had circled there. Uh, that's one. You mentioned McCaffrey. And What's I, the Super Bowl odds? The, I'm the MVP. Uh, let me find him here. Super Bowl MVP. Him and Pacheco. Find those two. Mahomes is the favorite, plus 125. Yeah. Purdy, second, plus 225. And then McCaffrey? Then McCaffrey, plus 475. Jeez, it's not enough. Kelsey, 12 to 1. Mm-hmm. It's not enough. What if it pays? <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know me. I think double digits before I'm going to dabble. Debo, 20 to 1. Pacheco, 28 to 1. There you go. Rasheed Rice, 50 to 1. Pacheco's not going to get it. They had a running back a few years ago that had three touchdowns in the game. He didn't get the MVP. <laughs> Pacheco's not getting it. This is a quarterback award. Yeah, or it is. Christian McCaffrey, hey, he's not going to get the regular season MVP. However, he scored three touchdowns. Yes. Uh, Brock Purdy had a touch, 200 yards, one touchdown, two picks. Christian McCaffrey, anytime touchdown score. Minus it has to be my, is it, Oh, my God. It's yes. higher than I thought. Uh, Pacheco's minus 120. Kelsey minus 110. That was plus money earlier in the week. These are all uh, from DraftKings. Multiple touchdowns, though. Two touchdowns or more. McCaffrey plus 245. Mm-hmm. That intrigue you at all? Pacheco? Pacheco plus 475. Kelsey, 5-1. to one. How about Debo at plus 950, multiple touchdowns? Mm. I like Debo. Ayuk, 12-1. to one. For multiples? Multiples. Mm-hmm. That's what we're talking about mm-hmm. here. Anytime touchdown score, Debo plus 135, Rice plus 130, Kittle plus 155. Throwing that in the same game parley, something like that. There's going to be a lot of those out there, isn't there? Yes, oh, there my is. gosh. Yes. All right. We will get to the keyword coming up here in a couple of minutes. That's We've got one this hour, one next hour, chance to win $1,000. We'll let you know on that. We're going to speak with Bill Bender at the bottom of the hour. Look forward to catching up with Bill Bender from the Sporting News. Likewise, we'll do the same with Shelby Mast on the brackets. His site is bracketwag.com, bracketwag.com. Currently, UConn, Purdue, Houston, and North Carolina, the one seeds for Shelby, and I think those are probably right. Maybe who would you throw in there? His twos are Kansas, Tennessee, Wisconsin, and Arizona. His highest ranked two is Arizona. None of them. I'm with you. I think he's got the right ones. Yep. The right one seeds. Let's talk to our friend Bill Bender. He writes for the Sporting News. Bill, Trent, and Ken in Des Moines, as always. Thank you for coming on. How are things, Bill Bender? Hey, it's going well. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh, thanks so much for having me on. No, I appreciate it, my friend. I uh, wanted to um, 
kind of pick your brain on on the announcement that came out late last week. The here we go again with the word alliance. Uh, <laughs> this time I think it means something uh, because I, I never thought that um, you know the the Big Ten or the SEC were really um, in in partnership with the ACC, and we found out that that was the case. But I do believe that the two heavy heads are putting their heads together now and trying to lead college athletics forward, particularly when it comes to football. And why shouldn't they? Um, is this the beginning of the end? If we know it, if we already passed that point, when you saw that the that the two conferences are going to try and navigate our their way through this and maybe lead their way through this, a better way of putting it, what was your thought, Bill? Well, that those two want things their way. You know what I mean? And there are the two most powerful conferences. They produce the most revenue. They're going to probably have the most playoff teams. So, of course, they're going to want this new iteration, a new chapter of college football to be their way. And I think I've said it on your show and others that I, I really believe this next chapter of college football is going to be a few years of experimentation here. We'll see how this 12-team thing works. We'll see. I mean, we, we can all agree that NIL and uh, Transfer Portal and you know some of the other things in the sport recruiting calendar probably all need changed up a little bit. Mm-hmm. There's a lot out there. And the end game that I know a lot of people are concerned, and certainly if you're a fan of school in the ACC and the Big 12, is them breaking off. Is this the beginning of the end, or is this just the two biggest conferences making sure, hey, let's make sure everything's right in our backyard. We'll figure out the rest later. What's your takeaway on that side of it? Well, I mean, that, that that's pretty much it, right? That, that they want everything to be right in their backyard and have everything lined up. And, and you know, with this idea that college football is moving toward a Super League model, I mean, obviously the SEC and the Big Ten you know, you could choose one, and, and we've talked about it. You know, what, which one's the AFC, which one's the NFC. Right. Um, they definitely look out for their own interest. When I, but they, they, I say that they look out for their own interest and not necessarily others' interest. And, mm. I, and I don't know that that will change. Yeah, it, it seems like that's, um, that's certainly something to watch. So I want to go back to what you said just a second ago regarding the playoff. So we get the 12-team playoff. This year, uh, this coming year, and then what, Bill? Because, I mean, I don't think there's been any contract signed as far as, and maybe there have, and I, I missed it, but is this a one-off and then they're going to adjust on the fly? I think it's, it's yeah, it feels a little bit like a two-year experimentation, and let's see how this works. You know, they're already wrangling about who's going to get the at-large bids, where the sport's going to be, and, and in college football, or the playoff, fairness to the playoff, ahead too far either mm-hmm. not after the last two summers because yeah. you don't know right you know, like two summers ago would you have said hey yeah you were gonna have a uh, smu in the acc that year i'd be like what i mean that's the thing that's happened so one uh, interesting aspect of this and some of the hold up as we talk about the model for a 12 team playoff and going forward the simplest solution we go to a five and seven model five automatic qualifiers, five conference champions, and then seven at large. It was six and six in the past because of the Power Five structure that now goes away. And Washington State and their president, Kirk Schultz, he's kicking and screaming. And I say good for him. He got absolutely screwed. His university got screwed. And if this is what it's going to take to, 
I don't know, help Washington State and Oregon State find a seat at the table or some kind of structure, he should because his university, his athletic department, was devastated. He has some power here, and he is trying to wield it. How does this play out, and what is the end game ultimately for Wazoo and Oregon State? Yeah, I mean, they got to keep uh, fighting and mm-hmm. try to maintain that place and, and make it so that they have a place, and I don't blame them at all at putting it out of, up a fight because, again, there are going to be hurt feelings when these things happen. If they cut it down to 30 to 40 schools, there's going to be a lot more hurt, uh, right. hurt feelings, you know? And, and I think that's something to keep in mind. I mean, even at a place like Iowa, I, if, if it came down to like a 40-team Super League, I personally think Iowa would be in. There's others that might not. Mm-hmm. The same deal with Nebraska, that they might say, eh, they're not making the cut. It, it would be like tryouts all over oh. again, man. I barely made the team, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. By the way, congratulations to your son. That's quite a role in the spelling bee that he is on. Uh, so congratulations to him for that little, uh, not a little, that, that's quite a feat. Um, so, Bill, when, when is Armageddon going to be here? When, when Are we... I mean, it seems like we're tracking in that direction. Is this something that's, you know, if you look further enough into the horizon, you can see this? And by Armageddon, I mean that, you know, we do have that, to use your phrase, and I think it's a good one, an AFC versus an NFC type of uh, uh, type of structure? Yeah, I mean, you know, that it's funny. I When I first started covering college football for the Sporting News, it was like 10 years ago, um, I had this conversation with Tommy Bowden, and he said, you know, these conversations have been going on a long time about, you know, the splitting from the power five to the group of five and and that now it's starting to happen and they're being made so quickly that I think more along the way. I would say I mean I can't predict the future, but I I would say I would be stunned if college football next year, twenty twenty four, looks anything close to what it might look like in twenty thirty. Mm-hmm. And that's why because these conversations have to come to a head, especially with NIL the transfer portal and the recruiting calendar. So many different layers to this, so many different aspects to it. Uh, what about the SEC angle? I, I found that one interesting. SMU uh, coming into the ACC, coming from the American, but taking no money. Right. And they have the money to pay for it, but the ACC thinking that they're going to get a member and that's going to be more money coming their way. There's pushback on that from where's that coming from? And, and it feels like when we're talking about the grand scheme of things, it's peanuts. Why is this some kind of hurdle that they're going through right now with all the conferences saying, no, SMU, they don't count? Well, I mean, it's money. And, you know, like for SMU's sake, yeah, they they wanted so badly to get a seat at the table that they were willing to do that. That's Texas football. That's not, uh, that's not that surprising or shocking to me. Uh, you know, and that's what I, my next point would be. I don't want to see the ACC get squashed next. I hope. Florida State and the ACC are able to kind of figure some things out, whether that means uh, unbalanced revenue sharing, whatever. I hope they figure it out. And, uh, you know, because I don't want to see the conference go away. I wasn't one of those people that was real happy when the Pac-12 died. Mm-hmm. Um, Rick Pitino came out with an idea for, and I'm with you, I'm going to miss that conference mightily. Um, Rick Pitino came out yesterday or today with an idea. When it comes to basketball, obviously this wouldn't work for football, or it might, but the, the pool of money would be significantly, uh, significantly larger. He's floating out a salary cap. In, in, um, in the sake of parity in some solutions that you have to, you know, set aside your roster, you can spend a, a minimum 
of 1.5 million or a maximum of 2 million. How you divide that up amongst your players is, is uh, within your own right, but that you can't go over that. And all of the contracts would have to be funneled. Is that going too far, Bill? Or is this something that, you know, in the, in the grand scheme of things with the, you know, the NIL essentially being the wild, wild west, and a lot of people think that it's gone and it's never coming back. Might this be a, a method to rein it in a little bit, at least when it comes to basketball? I'm in favor of it. I'm in favor of it for football. I, I am because how often would that be? I mean, let's be honest. And I have this conversation all the time in Columbus with my buddies that are huge Ohio State fans. It's, how many Ohio State games are you really watching? You know, how many are there, like two? You know, is there any threat of Minnesota beating them? No. So why mm-hmm. wouldn't you even the playing field a little bit? Mm-hmm. It's why the NFL works better than anything That's else. That's a great point. Because the salary cap makes the NFL the most uh, interesting league to me. Yeah. And, and the fact that the Chiefs, somebody might push back, Trent, or somebody might push back and say, hey, the Chiefs win it every year. Well, it's actually more impressive what they did this year because – they're like an outstanding team. I just think their defense and some other things carried them. It wasn't just Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Do you think that this might lead back to the uh, the days of, you know, we're going to go right back to where we were, the, the, the $100, well, it won't be $100 handshake. That was the 60s. Yeah. But you get my point. Do you think that this would open up a pathway to, yep, there's the salary cap, but there's always ways around that. Meet me behind the corner and I got an envelope for you. You think that's where yeah. we go? Yeah, probably. But, mm-hmm. I mean... Some parts of that were not so bad, you know. I mean, I, I think now that it's out in the open, it it just now teams Ohio State, for example, again, you know, they they got some guys in the transfer portal. Boy, I'll say narrative that oh, they're buying a national championship, and I'd say there's half truth to that, and half well, that's allowed. Yes, why wouldn't you? Right. Why wouldn't you go to Ohio State? They yep. produce a lot of NFL players and have really good facilities and all those things. So I'm kind of like land fifty fifty on topics like that. Bill, what about talent distribution? There is no college football draft. You're not going to have Vanderbilt with the number one pick, and they get their Boy, choice. Wouldn't that be cool, though? <laughs> oh, it would be incredible. It would be, but certainly not reality. Right, I don't not. think in today's aspect. So, how do you get past that hurdle? What's what's something that would make sense because there isn't a draft, and as it pertains to college, right? Well, I mean, you still got to recruit guys, and you got to develop guys, and you still got to do those things, and um, it's still probably not going to be a perfect model, but I would rather see college football be more like the NFL than Major League Baseball. Now, again, Major League Baseball fans could push back and say, hey, you know, the Rangers are having success, or the Astros mm-hmm. built their success, and those kind of things. But, you know, it's I always push back on that with us. What's the point, and this is no disrespect to Indiana, but it kind of is. It's like, what's the point in being an Indiana football fan? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, your, your best season's eight and four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair. Um, speaking of Ohio State, boy, oh, boy, that roster, at least on paper, yikes. This, they, they, um, they look pretty tough, Bill Bender. We'll put it that way. Yeah, I mean, they're going to be really good. Yeah. And they've got the talent that, I mean, it's going to, uh, and they up the pressure a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, obviously with Bill O'Brien possibly leaving uh, for Boston College. It's been rumored the last couple of days yep. and would make sense for Bill O'Brien, by the way. Um, they're still going to be loaded. They're going to be right there. I think Texas, Georgia, Ohio State, we will probably do that in the coming weeks here where we re-rank those early, ridiculously early top 25s we do. And yeah. I mean, I don't. Those are the three best rosters in college football going into next year. Will Howard, what does he bring to the Buckeyes? 
experience. Yep. You know, a steady yep. hand. He was available last week. And not just, I mean, you know, you said for him it was either Senior Bowl or go back to college and Ohio State makes sense. I mean, yeah. you want to improve your draft stock, go throw to those receivers for a year, you'll be fine. Uh, last thing for you, Bill, I saw that uh, you've made your prediction uh, at the Sporting News. You've got the Chiefs winning. Pretty good football game if you uh, you see it properly. Uh, what led you to the Chiefs? I'm a home. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah, I said their defense has been great. I guess it has. Kelsey, Taylor yeah. Swift sideshow. I understand all those things, but you know, Mahomes, and you, you mentioned my son earlier. I think when he, 20 years from now, he's going to be telling people, Mahomes, like I did. I still feel that way about Joe Montana. Yeah. Where it was, oh, in the plus, they're going to win. And they went through some brutal teams in the NFC those seasons, awesome. but they won the most out of those teams. And I think the fact that Patrick Mahomes as a starter is 14 and 3 in the playoffs, I, I mean, it's absolutely incredible what they've been able to do. I think they win a close one. It's a fun game. A lot of Taylor Swift talk, and that's good for football, too. You're preaching the choir, my friend. Uh, Bill Bender from the Sporting News. Bill, thank you. Look forward to you re-ranking the uh, top 25. And once you do, we'll certainly reach out. Thank you, Bill. Hey, no problem. Thanks so much, guys. Take yep. care. Good to talk to you. Bill Bender from the Sporting News as we take a look at the ever-changing landscape Ooh. of college athletics. Your thoughts on salary cap? Um, would it really work for basketball? Would it work? I like the parity aspect of it. Bill's 100% right. But don't we have parity in college basketball right now? Yeah. I, guess. I mean, we had a Final Four last year with San, yeah, San Diego State, still Florida gotta, Atlantic. Yeah. Got to win six games. We had K-State that got to an Elite Eight. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Been a long time since Kentucky won. Mm-hmm. Been a long time since Duke won. Long time. Yeah. I don't know if it's needed in basketball. Football? Yeah. <laughs> That's where you need it. Yeah. I mean, the gap between the haves and the haves nots, and even. But do you have to spend the minimum? But, yeah. Like, there are, I mean, in cap leagues, you have to spend. There's X. a floor. Yeah. There's a floor. That's a great description of it. Um, mm, it's changed so much in the last 24 months. Have you seen the scuttlebutt about Texas A&M and the Big Ten? No. It's dark corners of the internet. We'll just say that. Yeah. Um, Craig Sheehan, who runs our Locked On. Big Ten channel. I uh, talked about that last week. Ah, f- the frustration from A&M finally having their own thing in because the Because now they get Texas. Yes. And, and they Texas, have to share the Texas. Right. You want to spend, don't play in the SEC? Well, yep. there's only one school in Texas. Now there's not. And for the Big Ten, their perspective is we have the nation right now. Except for the state of Texas. The state of Texas. We become a nationwide content. Every single aspect you could think of. You couple that with a Florida state. Notre Dame, when they eventually need a place at the table, if you get Texas A&M to go along with that, and how about the poaching for the first time, the Big Ten going after the SEC? <laughs> what is the response there? No, Trent, hang on. There's an alliance. <laughs> uh, what? Uh, how that alliance work for Oregon, yeah, really. Washington, USC, and UCLA? Um, of course, I was being facetious. <laughs> do you, does this happen in your career? Does do, do we get down to a two? Conference to, to an AFC versus NFC. Mm-hmm. Bender's got that's a really good description. Of yes. It. Do we get there in your career? I think so. Mm-hmm. I've always said mid 2030s was kind of the aspect mm-hmm. that I was looking at. Mm-hmm. That's where I maintain, and this does nothing to dissuade me, certainly, from that. No, I don't think it does. The concern grows. Yes. Um, and and when, when these two came out with that announcement, 
I don't think he got the play that it should have. It was late in the week, yep. and um, we'd seen alliances before, and we roll our right, eyes. We see, we heard the word alliance, and oh god, here we go again, right? right? Uh, anyways, let's take a time out. We'll come back. We'll talk college hoops. Uh, we'll talk college brackets uh, with uh, Shelby Mass. Bracketwag.com. Bracketwag.com for Shelby. He has Iowa State on the three line. I think that's a little generous. Four? Okay. Three generous. What, what's your site that has the list of the... Um, the bracket matrix? The matrix, yeah. where Because I'm guessing three is probably the highest Let's... that you'll find Iowa State. And maybe as low as... I mean, maybe a couple of guys have sevens. I would think six is fair. Iowa State, uh, when you put them all together, is yep. the last three seed. Last three seeds. So a lot of people have them on the three line. That is the high water mark. The low is a five right now. Nobody even wow, has Wow, nobody is six. Yeah. So they've, because when we first did this, wasn't there some sevens? There were, yes. In fact, I think Shelby was on it. Or they was a six. Anyways, Shelby's next. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. A couple of local establishments. Well, in there, our listening audience have reached out, Trent, to let us know that, uh, or ask if we would inform our audience uh, that they will have the Iowa State-Texas game tonight. Sports page in Anchor. And he has it. And if you're in uh, Story County and Ames, Wallaby's uh, on uh, Strange Avenue, but Wallaby's been around for a long time. They've got the game as well. I've coiffed a few uh, ales uh, yeah. in that establishment in the past. And uh, of course, all three chicken coops here in the Metro Ankeny, Urbandale, and West Des Moines will also have the Longhorn Network tonight awesome. for Iowa State, Texas. Seven o'clock tip for those of you who don't and don't want to um, want to see the game. Uh, Shelby Mast uh, joins us, bracketwag.com. He joins us this time each and every Tuesday to take a look at the bracket. Shelby Trenton, Ken, thank you again for uh, joining us. Iowa State up to a three uh, in your bracket despite the close loss over the weekend. Heartbreaker, one went in uh, a second or so uh, after the uh, shot, uh, after the play clock rather, it expired, but a heck of a game. The Cyclones number three. Uh, what uh, what got you there with Iowa State, Shelby? All the games on their schedule and others around them, I kind of felt like they had two of the best wins and that others didn't have quite the marquee wins, and so I bumped them up. I thought about moving them down after the Baylor loss, but that's just that was a close loss, a heartbreaker, a weird game. Yeah. And yeah. You know. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. That's one of those that the, they'll be an asterisk by uh, when the committee starts looking at it. So as you look at these Big 12 teams as a whole, and Iowa State, you throw them into the mix too, end of the season, there's a likelihood that we're going to see a bunch of teams sitting with 10 and 8, 11 and 7, even 500 records, 9 and 9 on the year. And you look at that loss tally at the end, you say, boy, 
How can you make this team a four seed or three seed even with that many losses? How important is it for people to get past that point, not just looking at the win-loss record, but really digging in and realizing just how good this Big 12 is? People don't realize that a good win outweighs a good loss, and even a good loss can look good on your resume as long as you don't have bad losses, which I would say does not have. You can pile up some good wins. You're going to have losses in the Big 12. Mm-hmm. But I think the good far outweighs the mediocre or bad. What did, you, uh, what did you learn watching Kansas and Houston over the weekend, Shelby? They're both good teams. I, I didn't penalize Houston. I didn't bump up Kansas too much. It, it was just a good game. I mean, it, it kind of felt like a, a rivalry game. And I don't know if they've ever played, mm-hmm. uh, but they, they, you know, it was at Kansas, so Kansas should have won, and they did a little more handily than probably what a lot of people thought. But it was a good game. Shelby perusing through your bracket, and uh, one thing, uh, all right, going down, kind of last teams in, things like that. And to see Gonzaga not in the tournament, St. Mary's right now, your automatic qualifier coming out of that league, but seeing them. A ways to go just to get back on the yeah. right side of the bubble. They are the fifth team out of the bracket right now. Are we really looking at the first time in a quarter century? Has it been that long? 1998, my senior year of high school. Mackerel. The last time that Gonzaga wasn't a part of the big dance. How realistic is that for the Zags? I, I hate to say it, but I think it is kind of real. Mm-hmm. Uh, their their uh, resume is just okay. It's nothing too bad. But there's not a lot of good, not from previous years. I remember one one season back in the mid twenties, maybe fifteen or sixteen, where they had to win the tournament <laughs> to get in, and they did. So we didn't have to worry about them being on the bubble or what the committee could do. They won their tournament and got in. I, I hope for their sake that's what they do again this year. Shelby, uh, curious to know this: Where did you have Miami last night? Uh, prior to the game, as as bad as that was, how much how much, how much did you penalize them after last night's just uh, embarrassing loss? They, uh, they were on the outside, further out than Gonzaga, and now they're even more poor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as they should. Uh, my last thing for you, Shelby, I, I want to go to the Missouri Valley Conference because uh, it was such a good game, Indiana State and Drake, and it seemed like from where we sit, Drake almost needed to win that and to sweep the season series against the Sycamores. Drake now has to win in St. Louis, and if they do... What does that do to Indiana State? Have you seen enough that there that the Missouri Valley Conference? I know that you know it's not in in a vacuum. Um, where where are you on the Valley? If Drake wins in St. Louis, what happens to the Sycamores? I hate to build up my, one of my competitors, but I, Joe Lenardi on TV the other night or during that game, I think he said it great. Now, the rest of the Valley has to hope that they win. Indiana State wins the rest of their games by double digits and then some, and then lose in the finals to Drake real close. I think that's the only way they'll get two in, mm-hmm. sad to say. What if Drake would run the table on the opposite side, all the way through, meaning win in their last eight games of the regular season, win two in St. Louis, and then fall in a tight one to Indiana State? Is there a path, let's see, they would be at that point 29-6, and six, 
But is it just there's not enough quality in that resume and with just win, one win against Indiana State, still not enough for the Bulldogs? Yeah, I I, I hate to Jeez. say too much uh, right now, but not being be secretive. There's still other games right. that matter. If they got and did that much, they'll be in the talk. Uh, they'll be in the discussion for sure for one of the last four spots, maybe a little higher, but Whatever, whoever's on the boat right now that somebody needs to, or more than one team, needs to lose a few games they shouldn't lose. I can't have those bid thieves as we see in during conference tournament week. Last thing, we'll get you out on this one more local Iowa. There and your others considered for at large, but they're way down the list. How much work do the Hawkeyes have to do just to get back even close to the bubble? I don't want to say they probably need to win out. But... <laughs> Probably need to win out. <laughs> That's a long ways. <laughs> Shelby Mass, He updates the bracket each and every day and joins us at this time every Tuesday. Shelby, we'll talk to you in a week. Thank you, Shelby Mast. Thanks, guys. Good to talk to you. Shelby Mast, bracketwag.com, bracketwag.com. All right, we're going to talk to Matt Rudy, Golf Digest, but it's going to go away from golf briefly before we get back to it. Uh, and then Matt Norlander is going to join us. He covers college basketball for CBSSports.com. Lauren Condon, Hour 2 next. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KX. Hello.